0: Welcome, everyone, to the CEO.Digital show. My name is Craig McCartney, and I'll be your host that's going to guide you through an open exploration of technologies and trends straight from the C-suite. You'll hear insights will help you better deliver results for your company and its stakeholders. We'll be interviewing a range of C-suite executives those that are creating technology to those that are implementing it to support their businesses. Find out more and stay up to date at CEO.digital. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We've got a great episode lined up today all around the metaverse. And with me to discuss that, I have Kevin Collins, who is the head of co-creation and partner management at Fujitsu Northern Western Europe. Kevin has always been looking for innovative ways to replace old, outdated systems and softwares with new ones. He's worked, networked, and co-created an immersive virtual reality campus at Fujitsu for three years now and is thoroughly enjoying his journey to the metaverse. Alongside Kevin, I'd like to introduce Sasha Petrovich. Sasha is in charge of digital transformation journeys um, for his enterprise customers in the role of digital strategy director at Citrix. Sasha leads the customer programs to address and overcome future challenges by creating sustainable long-term strategies in accordance to his customers' needs, along with industry trends. Sasha has obviously been following the metaverse journey because this could turn into a mega trend which will then affect digital workplaces as well. There's lots to talk about lots to explore we dive into lots of different themes around the metaverse. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Let's get stuck into it. Welcome to the CEO.digital show. Kevin and Sasha, it's great to have you here.
1: Thank you. Likewise. Hi, thank you Craig. Yeah, it's good to be here.
0: So before we get stuck into the topic for conversation, it's always good to know who our guests are. I gave you a slight introduction at the beginning, but it'd be good just to hear from yourselves who you are, what you do, what you're getting up to at your respective companies at the moment. And Kevin, I'll start with you. Yeah,
1: th- thanks, Craig. Yeah. So uh, Kim am Collins. I head up a co-creation partnership in Fujitsu's Northern Western Europe region, so part of Fujitsu's Europe structure. So Fujitsu, for those who don't know, are a global digital transformation company with very large enterprise, public sector and private sector customers, very keen to move our customers forward into that digital world that's more sustainable with a heavy social responsibility goal. My personal responsibility involves me in in doing some great work co-creating with customers, partners, Particularly, partners who are maybe smaller, so innovators, startups, those expert technical partners that bring great new ideas to our business and customer challenges.
0: Thanks, Kevin. It's good to hear. We will dive into a bit more of your experience and how it relates to the metaverse in a second. And Sasha, tell us a little bit about what you get up to at Citrix.
2: Yes. Hi, my name is Sasha Petridge I am since eleven years at Citrix. I am actually responsible for the digital strategy of our strategic customers. So we have 45 customers in Europe. And in my role, I'm looking actually after the long-term engagements and the long-term strategy of these these accounts, right? For those who do not know Citrix, Citrix is the all-in-one workspace solution company, right? So we are not the application virtualization company anymore. We are Actually giving the customers the possibility to access all the different content applications, web applications, desktop as a service or the desktop itself uh, in a secure manner.
0: Great. Thank you very much both. Yes, I'm looking forward to this episode I've been a bit interested in it, and to be honest, I'm still sitting on the fence when it comes to the theme of the metaverse. So it's all around, is the metaverse going to create a new dawn for workforce collaboration, or is it a simple marketing ploy? And I think we'll ask you that question right at the end of this episode to see where you stand. So just from a business perspective, Sasha, what is your understanding of the metaverse, and how will it relate to businesses Can you provide some context or insights around that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing, which is very important to me, is to understand that we are in a very early stage of the metaverse development, right? And that also means that the definition of metaverse is not defined in detail, right? Everyone has a different understanding of what a metaverse should look like or how a metaverse should look like. And I think we will see many different definitions. I think also at the end, we will have many different multi uh, metaverse environments or areas or worlds, so to say. I think what is important to understand is I believe we will have two different concepts. We will have a a B2B metaverse, which will have uh, ownership and centralization, and we will have a B2C or a consumer metaverse where it's a little bit more open, where it's more decentral. So I think this is going to be the biggest difference. I think from the experience perspective, it should be an immersive experience combined with virtual augmented or virtual reality. So I think these are the important factors when we talk about the description of metaverse.
0: And what about you, Kevin? Is, uh, can you Do you agree with that? Is there anything you want to add or build on?
1: Yeah, I agree with Sasha, absolutely. So we are at the beginning of something and it really feels like it's at the beginning of something, but something that's exciting. So I see that immersive virtual reality experience being present today. So we, we can go into these virtual reality campuses. We can enjoy those environments. We can do business in those environments and we can collaborate and cooperate together. In those environments today, but for me, the the true metaverse is in the future. It needs some some improvement in certain technology, but also attitudes. And by that, I mean the technology front. You know, head mounted displays for virtual reality experiences aren't quite giving us that user experience that we need for for a business environment. So they're a little bit of a hurdle in terms of cost and experience at the moment. And also from a technology point of view, the metaverse to me is that open, all-encompassing world where the digital Kevin can walk in an avatar format from campus to campus. Wouldn't that future be great where I can walk from my Fujitsu campus across and see Sasha in the Citrix campus, for example. So we're way off from that, but uh, that's where I see us wanting to be. And what I meant in terms of people's attitude is it's amazing how often I hear, and I could detect a little bit of doubt in your voice, Craig, at the start. It's a gimmick. You come across that in a minority, but a sizable minority of colleagues and workers that, hang on, why should I invest any anything into this? It's a gimmick.
0: Yeah, you do get the sense that marketers are quite excited by the world of the metaverse. But if done right, there's lots of opportunity and I think potential there. The headpiece is interesting though, because that would be a hurdle for me. I mean, what ways do you think you could get around that?
1: Yeah, a couple of things, absolutely. So there's the physical aspect Yeah, At, at the moment, affordable headsets are, are rather bulky and uncomfortable. So you, you might be able to play a game or do a meeting for for say 45 minutes comfortably but after that it begins to 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 wear and as well as the physical aspect there's the motion sickness the sort of travel sickness problem so a number of colleagues have, have trialed and suffered from that motion sickness so there's things that have got to improve yeah the format the physical format as well as the actual software around those devices. So it avoids that user sickness. Because I think the goal has got to be, you've got to be able to work in those environments for sizable amounts of time.
0: And then with your Fujitsu hats on, is there anything coming down the pipeline that Fujitsu are working on or, or that you know, you've know you got your eyes on that, that are quite exciting in that, in that realm?
1: Yeah, yeah. So probably coming down the track is we're looking at how, how we can partner with companies looking at uh, synthetic emulation. So how can we help our customers in defense sector or manufacturing sectors with using the metaverse and synthesizing their environments? So you can start to do things like mission preparation, war games, trial runs with production. So some serious future opportunities where you bring in the technologies of AI and machine learning into that virtual environment and where you meld them, you can start to simulate the real world. But compute at such a speed that you can you can you can forecast different outcomes by people's different behaviors. So that that's fascinating. Very early stage, but it'd be we're really looking at how we pull together the right ecosystem to help our customers in that environment.
0: I mean, is machine learning and AI, are those the main technologies that are going to be driving the metaverse forward? I mean, what about the sort of infrastructure behind those? Yeah, so
1: they're the one element also of importance for driving the metaverse forward is in terms of providing those virtual environments in a light touch way. You know, so at scale with a browser or at scale with thin clients, there's got to be some answers to scaling this to many thousands of participants so some big challenges around that and then of course the cyber security that i know we're all interested in how do you keep those environments secure so yeah it's a world of opportunity but large-scale challenges and a number of technologies that we use in the physical world have to be deployed into the virtual world they work in parallel to each other's benefits
0: yeah well, I mean, we we could probably go down a rabbit hole talking about some of that stuff. But you mentioned the word opportunities there, and you gave us a few examples. Sasha, from your perspective, where do you see the metaverse giving us those opportunities or providing those that, uh, those innovations for businesses?
2: I think it will be a very, very long journey, or we have a long journey ahead of us. I've seen recently a report from Gartner regarding the emerging technologies and the metaverse is expected to be mainstream longer than 10 years, right? I think it will not happen overnight, right? So we will have multiple steps. I think the big or large tech companies will focus on the low-hanging fruits. So currently, we have a problem with hybrid work. It's not inclusive, for example. We see, for example, also Microsoft and other companies focusing on how to solve this problem or how to address this problem. Kevin mentioned an avatar, for example. And I think also with HoloLens, for example, you can combine or address this issue. So you can be in a room. You can actually have a better possibility to interact with each other so everyone is included in the call or in the meeting, right? That is certainly one aspect where I, which I believe that it will be addressed very soon and might, and might be already the very first steps that we are doing in metaverse worlds, right? But after that, I mean, I've played a little bit with Sandbox or Decentraland, right? So these are the the consumer metaverse environments. And I think there, the possibilities are infinite, right? So we will have normal stores. I see Gucci has invested, Adidas has has both already lands, right? I see Nike is developing some, some clothes. So I think we will certainly have some... Elements that we have also in the in the physical world, we will also have in the virtual world. We will buy stuff there, we will consume stuff there, we might go to cinema. Paris Hilton even had a New Year's Eve last year. I just heard that actually she had more attendees than the New York Times Square, right? So I think everything around the scale scope, right, is different in a virtual world. We are not tied to these limitations. So I think all the businesses will focus in these areas to just increase the scalability and, and and the scope of their businesses as well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, as you mentioned, some good examples there, and you can imagine, you know, kitting out your avatar with some Nike or Gucci. And then from a B2C, that's very much that focus. What about a B2B world? How do you see the Metaverse first impacting collaboration? I know you just mentioned, you know, maybe sitting in on a, a meeting room, but are there any other ideas that you think that that the Metaverse can help with?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, also, like Kevin mentioned, right, I think we might have just virtual worlds. So you have a, a virtual uh, Fujitsu campus. At that point, Maybe you even will have, and that's abstract thinking, right? So maybe you will even have employees just working in the metaverse or meeting in the metaverse. They might not see each other in the in, in the physical world, right? So at that point, as I said before, we we have here open or infinite opportunities when it comes to to businesses. Yes, I think the biggest opportunity I see in general is the collaboration or the interactions, just because we we are losing more or less a little bit these physical limitations that we have today.
0: Yeah, and what about you, Kevin? I mean, do you think we'll need to meet in person if we're living in the metaverse with our nicely dressed avatars? I do. I see the premium experience always being
1: that face-to-face, person-to-person experience. And I believe in the future workforce, it will always have its place. On Sasha's point, though, I agree. You know, we're in this new future working now, that hybrid working where remote working is now. And we're also in a highly conscious world of sustainability. So why jump on that plane? Why jump in that car when you can have a nearly as good experience in a remote way? And I think that's that's the acid test for for the metaverse. If it can make the experience nearly as good as face-to-face, it's adding value. It's making us more sustainable. It's making us more collaborative. So it's a case of as we say, horses for courses in England, picking the right
2: tool at the right time for the right situation. If I may add one comment to this. So when we had this pandemic and lockdown, right, we had to do everything remote, so we didn't have the chance to interact in another way. All our creative work was done through Miro or any other virtual whiteboarding capabilities or tools. What I have seen is as soon as the lockdown was gone, right, and we were able to travel again, We were traveling again just because the experience is not the same, right? So we were not able to stay in the same room to have this also informal conversation. It was always very focused in the remote world on the whiteboard itself, right? And I think also here, to some degree, Metaverse can help, right? If we have a room, a virtual room where you can look each other into the eyes, where you can actually some sort of walk through the room or be in front of a whiteboard, that experience is much more immersive. And I think at that point, we will also see again a decrease of flights and also this this physical meetings. But I also agree the element of meeting personally will stay or will remain important. A physical handshake is always better than a virtual handshake.
0: And what about the mental health implications of the metaverse you know moving to this world of zoom and teams and being isolated to your desk over the pandemic i think you know a lot of people started to experience mental health issues which they weren't very familiar with do you think the metaverse will help or or hinder that kevin
1: if i may yeah pros and cons as i guess in every situation i think on the positive side that chance of feeling, uh, enjoying a more human interaction. So I, I think of the metaverse as being a more human interaction online, than that Zoom call or that Teams call, et cetera, because it enables everyone in a human format in, a, in the form of an avatar to interact. And that's good and that's positive and that's affirming to people. Creating together and sharing together in, in a metaverse, it draws a lot of positives. And actually there's a psychology there in terms of how the metaverse builders are creating their campuses and their products and their platforms so that it really promotes you know a, a feel-good effect of being on the platform those webinar tools don't replicate so so definitely positives on the the negatives of course you know it's like any new environments people are feeling their way around how they should behave and for sure you know behavior and norms and best practices are just storming and forming and that's probably going to grow as the metaverse grows but for sure in Fujitsu we have immersive virtual reality and we share our code of conduct with, with all our colleagues who use that environment I'll go to one golden rule you don't do in the metaverse you know what you wouldn't do in the real world so you don't go to a colleague and kiss them on the lips yeah just don't do that in the metaverse because of the psychology of it you still feel like someone's been inappropriate that's poor that's bad for for well-being you so there are opportunities for misbehavior to actually negatively affect our well-being so for me it's a two-edged sword
0: because you can also hide behind your avatar as well and i do think you know having been so isolated during the pandemic it did create anxiety for people to go back out travel again see people and i think you know there's also the that side of the metaverse where people could maybe just live in the metaverse. I'm going to the extreme, of course. What
2: about you, Sasha? Well, I agree with Kevin. I think what is very important is to have a proper education. As metaverse will happen overnight, I think we have a big chance to teach ourselves how we should actually live or work together in, in this world, right? So I think there needs to be some code of conduct for everyone. I think A big concern for me is, though, it is a virtual world, right? So you might not have your identity, which is traceable. And that means at some point, people are less hesitant to do things, right? So ethics will play a very big role and regulations as well. So it's not only the technology. There are many different aspects which we need to understand and which we need to develop as well.
1: Yeah, it's, sorry if, if I could just add to that point. Um Sasha, you make a really good point about ID, identity. So Fujitsu have made in Europe have made the decision to have a closed, what's called a closed campus to start with. So we administer our own our own campus. So we know who's in, you can validate who's in by comparing to the company address list. And so there's the security with the private campus, but your, your point's spot on. You, you know, how do you then replicate that when you start to open up campuses and allow others in? And so ID, pretending to be someone you're not, there's ethical behavior there, but also maybe some way of enforcing that or equipping us to work out who are we really talking to?
2: I might jump uh, jumping already to another topic, but I mean, for me, identity thieves are going to be a very big problem, right? So that is uh, when, when we come uh, back to the security topic, right? How can we ensure that identities are not stolen? I think this is the element or the factor that needs to be protected the most, because as soon as someone else can take over an ID, right, they can gain access to stuff they might not have been uh, allowed uh, to access or to enter, right? So that's certainly a problem that we need to address.
0: Yeah, you would think just like there's security at an office building. There might be security or like moderators within that metaverse. But how would you do that? Is that like would that be like blockchain technology or is that someone, you know, your employer who's building the metaverse would need to provide the right level of security for you to to have that privacy and, and data protection?
2: I'm not 100% sure, right? I think the metaverse we will see in public, the open metaverses, they will be built on blockchain. They will have this Web3 standards. So they are decentral. That means that people can more or less vote or contribute to the changes and to the architecture and so on and so forth. Whereas we will see from organizations, the metaverse will be closed. So the rules will be applied or actually defined by the organizations nevertheless i think it's upon all of us to contribute or participate to the security aspects right so we need to have as kevin said some sort of code of conduct right in order to protect ourselves and to ensure that we are here more or less in, in a safe environment how actually the technology or the under uh, the technology underneath a business metaverse would look like? I'm not 100% sure. I doubt it will be a traditional blockchain. There might be other technologies, but yeah, that would be interesting to witness over the next couple of months and years, because that's the baseline we need to have at the beginning.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's absolutely right. There'll be a role for blockchain in terms of authenticating who we are. Things like data wallets so that we're in control of our information in this open campus new world. And the ability to prove who you are is going to be vital for us as, as individuals. But yeah, we've just got to see how that pans out, you know, because we're in this world of multiple different campuses, all enclosed, all protected at a border. Let's see where that runs.
2: And for me, also the question is: Can you bring your ID from one metaverse to another metaverse? Is it able to cross different metaverses and uh, remain the same avatar, remain the same, use the same identity? So I think, to some degree, we, we will see some cross-functional IDs, but some metaverses will be just closed as it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think they might, you might have a one avatar for work and one avatar for for personal, just like you do for email, Maybe. probably? I mean, we did, yeah, Sasha, you, you sort of guided the conversation to the place it was going to go anyway, because obviously security, data, privacy are going to be challenges to the metaverse. I mean, is there anything else that Kevin or, or Sasha that is definitely worth mentioning or, or stuff that you've been thinking about with regards to those themes?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I, I think in terms of information sharing, because the metaverse fundamentally is a better place to create and to collaborate with, that involves data, information, sharing hands. And it's how in the metaverse we respect the classification of our our data. So the good practice that we keep today about company confidential, our company restricted, et et cetera, we've all got to be smarter, I think, digital citizens in the metaverse where you know when we're talking about our company's data making sure the classification and how we share it is handled well by ourselves but also maybe there's technologies that have to be transported into the metaverse that will just just flag up the classification of data and make sure you're sharing it within your organization or without when it's the right thing to do
2: I have a massive concern. (laughs) I think we are going to create exponential more data than we are creating today. And we are creating already a massive amount of of data today, right? So that also means we have much more data points. And with data points, I also mean that we will create more data, our organizations will collect more data. And at that point, we will have also a larger attack surface, right? So how can we protect it? This is certainly a question we need to ask ourselves. But also with that comes the the obvious questions, right, regarding data regulations. Where is the data? Who can access the data? Is the data going to be forwarded to any third parties, and so on and so forth? Right. This is a problem that we have in this Web 2 space, right? Because we share our data so that we can enter a website. But the Web 3 actually foresees here a different concept, so that you can more or less protect your own data from sharing with others, right? So also from the security perspective, that would be certainly an interesting question. yeah.
1: That, that makes me think, Sasha. You know, extending that to personal data protection as well. I I think it's a concern with the new technologies of wearing headsets and having that ability through headset and biometrics for the providers of the metaverse to actually understand how you're actually feeling. So there's algorithms that are working out how your eye movement registers how you're feeling. And the biometrics can then also add details about, you know, all those normal things like skin temperature and sweatiness and heartbeats and start detecting how you're feeling. That sort of personal data is a new level beyond where we are today. It's one thing protecting your sore coat for your bank or your account number. is another thing we're going to have to think about how do we protect people and their feelings, and what they're actually almost thinking as they go into the metaverse.
2: I absolutely agree with you. I mean, imagine that everyone on Earth is wearing now VR glasses. That means we have billions of new devices. Again, the attack surface is just much, much bigger. And at that point, what you just said, Kevin, I I absolutely agree. We also might face security attacks we haven't seen before, just because we have also new technology. That is something we need to be prepared to react fast after.
0: Yeah, I've never even thought about the biometric data elements of the metaverse. And be talking about those headpieces again. I guess there are some sort of metaverse experiences you can do now without a a headset when you're playing games or getting involved in virtual conferences and things like that. Do you think you need the the headset to be in the metaverse? And how do you see that sort of innovating? Are are we going to just wear like a it's mostly the glasses or is it contact lenses? I mean, I guess uh, we don't know the answer, but what do you think will will be next then, Kevin?
1: Yeah, well, well, today in the Fujitsu campus, we hold events, but it's 2D. And that's a purposeful decision by Fujitsu in Europe that we, we wanted a low hurdle rate for our colleagues and our guests to come into the, these experiences. So the 2D environment absolutely works yeah so your, your, your avatar on a 2d screen walking around having those moments of discussion with colleagues and partners bringing in other third parties to add to the discussion and add value and they happen today and i've got those that, that feedback and those experience stories that, that really back that up to say it's working it's also lower cost you you know and as we said uh, you you know what we need is those 3d virtual reality glasses that are the same as the glasses you choose to wear for eye correction they've got to be as comfortable as lightweight but they've got to have that software that takes out that motion sickness the feeling of you know a natural movement
0: thanks kevin that is very interesting and i'm not a gamer but I'm just wondering, will we have to get decked out with various tech strapped to our bodies to make this work and to make the, the metaverse worthwhile?
1: Yeah, no, no, Craig. It, you, you know, it, it once again, that there will be reasons where you want to wear that, that suit and experience physical feedback. You might be simulating something that a worker in an environment, and you need to know what does that vibrating machine cause you as a problem and you need to wear that. So you need to have all the interfaces that you can. But for, yeah, a desk knowledge worker at home, we're finding the 2D experience is really beneficial.
2: I think it will be a combination eventually, right? So we will have the 2D experience, and that scales much better because you do not rely on any physical element. Then we will have these 3D glasses or the virtual reality glasses for certain use cases for meetings, for example. But that at some point, I think when we look a little bit more into the future, maybe we have some sort of robotics or human drones, right? And at that point, I suppose you can reproduce or clone actually the movement with your body, right? And at that point, you need more sophisticated uh, hardware or tools to in order to do that, yeah.
0: We've spoken uh, about some of the stuff that scares us <laughs> from security and d- data perspectives. What excites you about the metaverse? And have you seen any good examples recently yeah
1: the last thing i saw that i really got excited about was one of the metaverse providers for bella a u.s based company they've got a, a metaverse campus where you can actually use no code uh, natural language tool sets to actually talk 3d models into existence in in the metaverse absolutely a wow moment you know where you see the avatars working together they They want a model of the earth. So one of the avatars says, yeah, model of the earth, this big and my top right hand shoulder and the natural language processing and coding gets done in a no code way and pop, you know, there's the model of the earth. They want to work on that sort of creativity, innovation in using the, the metaverse toolset and all those natural language processing capabilities we already have putting them together and, and making something um, really joyous. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a fascinating demo.
0: What about you, Sash? Have you seen anything?
2: I watched a couple of years back the movie Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg. It gives a little bit uh, an impression of how such a metaverse world can look like, right? I was shocked, to be honest. So I don't want to end up personally in in a metaverse world where I live my workday and also my personal life in, in the metaverse, right? But I clearly see huge opportunities and that excites me, right, from the business perspective. I always say if something can scale better and if we can increase the scope and also the experience, Right then a solution or actually a concept is going to be successful. So I believe that there is a big chance that we will have a a lot of metaverses and that we will go into this direction, right? Still, it concerns me a little bit from from how much do we have to do it? Are we going to be even forced, right? So sometimes you are pushed just by a technology or by a provider or by by a trend because everyone is doing it. So that is the point where I'm a little bit unsure how I will actually deal with, with metaverse itself, right? I did also, I was at the tech fair. I had a, a HoloLens and uh, I entered a virtual meeting and I was very impressed. Some items were just basic, right? Or the experience was basic from the graphics perspective. But I was impressed I could touch more or less items and I, I got additional information of these items. I could look in more detail to these items or to, to these elements. I could even write, right? Or I went to a whiteboard and, and started to write and I was impressed how exact this writing was. I have a very bad <laughs> writing, right? So it was one to one <laughs> the same, right? So these are the things that I believe, okay, are going to be great. And I have also a, a lot of excitement. But as I said, I have also a lot of concerns and yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um, when you talk about scale, you talk about experience like that must be quite expensive right now to build and it must take however long to do it. I mean, these are things that, that we need to be done cheaper and quicker for the metaverse to really take effect
2: actually two things one part is the infrastructure it needs to scale at some point but on the other side also from the consumer perspective i can scale much more in a virtual world because i have no physical limitations anymore right i can do things 20 or 30 times whereas in the physical world i might not be able to do this just because we have some physical elements right i'm not exhausted as a, as an avatar or so on and so forth right so these are the two elements from the scalability perspective which i believe are important to consider
0: Great. I'm looking at our time and we could probably get down into the weeds of some of the technical bits. Kevin, which industries, you touched on some of them, but are there any other industries you think could be, you know, come out on tops and what do they have to do to get ready to prepare for the metaverse?
1: Yeah, a really cool question. So so for sure, I've, I've, I've mentioned things such as Defense, and you can see to Sasha's earlier point, more private campuses that are suitable for for defense grade protection, and the, that ability to war game and to mission plan is a sort of nailed on use case, I believe. I think, in terms of digital transformation companies such as Fujitsu, Citrix, I think addressing customers' challenges. And we've talked a lot about co-creation and collaboration. I think for sure those use cases where we as an industry, as an IT industry, are solving our customers' challenges using the metaverse is a great use case. But for sure, you you know, manufacturing, understanding very infrastructure intense, expensive manufacturing lines of business, Putting them through stress testing, but in a virtual environment makes a lot of sense over doing it all in a physical test bed. So um, I can see for sure, though, those sectors, but also in terms of the finance industry, when we start to get to business to customer type environments, you, you know, that that includes the banking and the insurance worlds. How will they use the technology to better service? their customers want to be seen. But I think in the final part of maybe going back to the public sector, you can see how countries' infrastructures could be modeled and, you know, digital twins sitting inside metaverses and virtual worlds to enable events to be modeled and how a country reacts. So someone switching off gas in a pipeline somewhere. What does that mean for a large geography? You know, being able to model that and plan for that and see the effects of that and how individual households or maybe an individual people react is all 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 could be modeled in in those metaverses so sorry yeah in a little bit of a ramble there sorry I, i think i've touched across a lot of bases in terms of private and public sectors that will really benefit from metaverse
0: it's very interesting i only think about you know like the btc angle as i mentioned sasha what about you do you have any thoughts on which industries could benefit And then another follow-up question in terms of a business, are there any sort of um, lines of business which you think uh, the metaverse would add a lot of value to?
2: I absolutely agree with, with Kevin. So his statements were spot on. I think what I would like to add here is as the technology seems to be, the concept seems to be promising, right? My recommendation to businesses will be to start early to be involved in this metaverse conversation. It might turn out that we are not going in any metaverse, right? But still, as it seems like many companies are investing in metaverse, it would be good that you are already part of this journey. So I think at some point, the more companies are part of the metaverse, the development will be faster. But on the other side, if you are not part of this, right, the step to be involved or the step to be part of this, right, might be bigger. So you might just have to invest even more to have the same pace with other companies, right? So I think it's important for the businesses to make first an assessment of what kind of metaverses are existing, where is my business model going to work out the best, right? So I wouldn't actually engage or try to to, to be part of all the metaverses, right? I will pick one, start, try, experiment, see, what are the benefits? Do I get a value back or not, right? And at that point, try to expand this, right? So, but the first thing for all organizations has to be the assessment, You really get a profound understanding of the technology underneath, of the architecture underneath, of the regulations, of the organizational topics, and then start actually to uh, approach the the, the topic.
0: And then, I mean, it's it's hard to predict, but what are the infrastructure upgrades you'd have to take into account? I mean, is it just basically server space? Or what would a company have to look at to Be prepared. I mean, from your experiences, what what do you think would be the answer to that question?
2: I'm not sure if I can really give here an accurate answer, right? So my impression is right that I don't think that organizations will build an own infrastructure that they might they will consume other infrastructures at that point. Similar to what we have already with with some cloud environments, right? Uh, The technology is just too sophisticated to build it uh, on-premises or uh, on our own. So therefore, I think we will have some metaverse providers and then you have to integrate. And at that point, you are consuming the infrastructure from a metaverse service provider. That could be an, an approach, but as I said, it's in my eyes just too early or I might not have the right expertise to answer this question. Yeah, Sasha. I, and on that
1: point, I'd really sort of pick up and join with you on that. We, we, we've seen where it goes. But from a participation voice your point of view, you have to have a voice. You have to have some understanding and some ability to guide the way forward. So working with those cloud service providers who are delivering these metaverse campuses is a way of influencing the future. Testing and bringing your voice to the table is important, I, I, I think. In Fujitsu's experience, digital accessibility is going to be really important. So I think that's a very early on in our, in our chat you know, raise the inclusivity point. We don't want to leave any workers or colleagues behind in this, this journey. So I think for sure for Fujitsu are pushing our providers to make their products inclusive. So those with sight impairments, hearing impairments, they all need to also be on the journey. And this is a challenge in general for hybrid working, but particularly for metaverses where it's such a a visual first-person experience.
0: Yeah. Well, great. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, Sasha. As we approach the end of this discussion, I could just say I've learned a lot already, stuff I've never thought about. So thank you for your insights and for sharing it with the listeners. I said we're going to answer the question, is the metaverse the real deal or simply a marketing ploy? I have to say, I thought initially marketing ploy at the start of the discussion, but I think I know my answer now. Kevin, I mean, I guess I know your answer, but it'll be good just to hear it.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's real. And I think it's real today in an early format. As Sasha pointed out earlier, you, you know, it is early in the development. But already Fujitsu colleagues are walking virtual streets, going to virtual spaces. And we're also starting to answer real-life customer challenges using the metaverse so for me 100 it's real the acid test is does it benefit our customers of Fujitsu and I think it's uh, doing that already so it's a big yes wonderful
0: thank you Kevin and Sasha what about you
2: I joined Kevin I think there is no way back right (laughs) just because when you look at how many private equities or VC companies and how many other organizations have invested or how much they have invested in, in any sort of metaverse solutions, it has to be successful to some degree. I, I I don't know how metaverse will turn out, right? But just, I've read an article recently and someone has stated that we already have seen over 100 billion in investment in metaverse solutions, right? So sooner or later, we will have a, a stage where we can consume Metaverse in any form. But I think that the, the interests and the opportunities that comes with, with Metaverse are so big that there is no way back. We will certainly enter some sort of a Metaverse world.
0: Wonderful. I have to say, I do agree with you both. Thank you again for joining the show. It's been great hosting you. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll speak again soon. If you liked, that then please do like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to take a look at the upcoming guest list thank you kevin thank you sasha thank you craig thank you
2: craig thank you kevin